You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at Patreon.com slash Thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Murowski and JJ Samuel do. Or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. And I... I, here we are. It's another Monday night. We're going to record a podcast. We're going to talk about some, some stuff, I, I guess. Yes. I'm very excited because I was given the option to have either this week off or next week off because apparently Mike is very dedicated and awesome at getting podcasts all the time. And I chose to be here this week because next week is Thanksgiving and I'm very excited to like go on a little, like a mini road trip. So hmm. for me, I know that Thunderquack won't be off next week, but I will be off next week. So this is a very exciting, like sort of like the end of the group. You've, you've had our blissful voices in your ears for many consecutive weeks and you get a break from me next week. So, yeah. Uh, so I'll be doing an episode next week, but, uh, only for Patreon supporters. So, oh, whoa. Uh, yeah. It's so the, the, it'll be the bonus episode next week. Nice. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah. If you, uh, if you pledge at the $5 level or above, you'll get that. So that's, what's replacing the ad free, tier that we used to have um because now we don't have ads anymore so i'm so pleased i hate ads so much and i felt dirty and gross having ads on something that i was part of although i appreciated you because you did so much hard work to get that set up so i i take it back but well let me tell you something because because i i this 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 might change your tune as to like now the direction that we're going in because i keep having conflicting feelings about it i but i have no problem sharing this with everybody especially since we're not doing it anymore but uh, i i i'm just bringing it up here um to date we have made 238 dollars and 21 cents off of advertising our very modest podcast um and those ads were obnoxious uh and uh and had nothing to do with the podcast and they weren't really useful to our listeners so like i'm happy to see them go as well but um but that extra revenue was nice. <laughs> it was good, but uh, that's okay. We're 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 moving on to a new platform now, and I, I, it's actually going to streamline things and simplify them on the back end for those of us who actually upload podcasts uh, and that sort of thing. So it, it'll it'll we're we're going to be paying for it like before with with Spreaker. The the deal that I made with them was that we wouldn't have to pay for the podcast for the hosting. Um, but we would have ads on our stuff. Um, and then they decided that they wanted to have ads every 10 minutes. and uh, Or not no, ads every 10 minutes. Like, an ad for every 10 minutes of podcast. So, that's so much. It's so uh, much. Yeah, and a mandatory two ads at the pre-roll. Wow. And, and then they preferred two ads at the post-roll as well. So that right there gets you 40 minutes of podcasting. 
So if you go over 40 minutes, then you have to have another ad. And for every 10 minutes after that 40, you have to have an ad. So, so like in their, in their minds, oh, that's not big, a big deal because 60 minutes, you would have the two at the beginning, the two at the end, and the two in the middle. Nobody does a one-hour podcast anymore. Like, like there are very few podcasts that I listen to that are that are under sixty minutes, um, and we never go under sixty minutes. We're usually two hours, and and somehow I've never quite been able to figure this out. But they have like an optimize button, and when you hit that, you end up with like somewhere around like sixteen ads in an episode. And it was like as of October thirty first, it was going to be mandatory. So if you didn't put those extra ads in, they were just going to insert them randomly into the episode. So I was just like, no, and I have no problem talking about it like here on the podcast because I think that it was a really shady thing that they did, uh, that they that they because they recruited us. They came to us and said, "Hey, we want you uh, on Spreaker Prime," and it was like, "Oh, cool! Well, this sounds great. This is awesome. Like, uh, this is a really good thing, really positive." And then, and then, yeah, a couple like about a month and a half ago, they're like, "By the way, we're gonna enforce this now." And it's like, yep, that sounds about right. Get a bunch of, like, it was obviously they had a campaign to get a whole bunch of people on. Because the alternative, if we didn't want to have ads, and I never got this far in the conversation, but I know that this was around the bend. The alternative would have been, well, you don't have to be part of Spreaker Prime. You can just pay for it. And then you don't have to move your podcast and you can still keep getting revenue and blah, blah, blah. And it would have been, we still would have been making a profit, even if we were, uh, paying for for spreaker i i but but like at what kind of at what cost right and i feel (laughs) like it didn't feel right once you and once you go through that you're kind of like well i feel gross now and let's just move on plus like we it's we we did okay before spreaker and i feel like we'll go back to yeah yeah well and and so the other thing is that we're moving away from libsyn now like libsyn i don't have a problem with libsyn as a company i think they're fine i i think that they pay way more attention to the podcasts that meet the requirements for their advertising which is a much higher threshold um i think an individual podcast has to have like ten thousand downloads per episode we're not there (laughs) we've never been there with any of the podcasts even um, uh, quiver at its height was probably hitting around 7,000 downloads an episode. Um, at, like it's within a certain range, right? right? Episodes of quiver tend to cap off. Uh, I'd have to look it now. Cause I, I don't, I don't know. It's probably trailed off, but I think at its height, like, so season two, season three, uh, were like, they would, they would sort of trail off around like the, the, the like 15,000 mark. We have like over a million downloads of Quiver. I, I, it's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. Like we're okay. Like the Thunderquack, I think most of you guys know, is not like the biggest podcast network in the world. Even though I've been podcasting since two thousand and eight, and you wish it were long it before. Be. Yeah, oh, I wish. In, in I your wish. Heart. Every day yeah. I wake up and I wish that I was doing this full time and not uh, not having to go to work. But. Um, uh, yeah, because that that's obviously always been the dream, but I uh, but also it that's a crazy dream because uh, everybody who does have those podcast networks, there I you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who started out casually podcasting the way that that we did and has turned that into like a a, a six figure salary business slash job right. Um, 
everybody who's really, really, really successful at podcasting has transitioned from something else. So either it's about they, audiences and all sorts. Yeah, of stuff like they've brought an audience media. with them. Like and and I, I like either you look at the guys from Kind of Funny. They came from IGN. Like Greg Miller was the face of IGN for the last couple of years that he was there. Um, so obviously he brings IGN's the biggest video game website on the internet, like in the world. So he brought millions of eyeballs with him um to to kind of funny when they started that and then a certain chunk of those myself included supported them on patreon to the point where like they're a very successful business um we've we're like from the ground up and we have under 50 supporters on patreon i think it's it's not we don't we're not like a crazy 50 of the greatest supporters on but yeah but i mean like and that's the thing is that we have we have an awesome audience um, and our our devoted listeners are are the best, and many of them have been with us since either day one of Frontlines, uh, the Clone Wars podcast, or day one of Quiver, right? And so, like with Quiver, that's that's nine years now, right? Oh, um, we've been doing this for yeah, because it's the beginning of October, so it's been nine yeah. years since we started. Crazy. Um, so I guess next year will be ten years. That's kind of crazy to think. Um, is that right? That's awesome. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right because it was eight years of eight years of quiver. Yeah, um, yeah. Awesome and job. I, I job, yeah, I mean, like with with uh, with front lines, it's been twelve years, right? So, um, yeah, like th- those those individuals, uh, several of whom are part of the network, right? Like Kyle nice. and Tim yeah, yeah. Yeah. are part of the network. Matt is part of the network. Like they're they're uh, they're as integral to it as we are. So um yeah it's a it's a i don't know it's a weird thing it's like it's a when you look at it you have to measure success and that sort of thing but uh but to go back to libsyn like they they have this massive threshold in order before they'll even consider you for ads um and i mean like for it's 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 not really their choice it's it's and that's the difference is that like, like the thing with Spreaker is that it was always kind of like, Oh, this is too good to be true. This is way too good to be true. Um, and it ended up being too good to be true because the ads were garbage. It was like, Hey, do you want insurance? It's like our listeners are, do not want to buy insurance off of a podcast ad. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy insurance off of a podcast ad, ad. Right. Um, and, and I mean like, I don't know that it's much better to just hear another ad for me undies or, uh, or Blue Apron or, you know, the million and a half um, I, I, ads that you hear for, like, five companies on every podcast that you listen to. Uh, you know, Stamps.com, maybe. I, uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't listen to enough podcasts. You don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen um, But at least those would be a little bit more relevant and a little bit more. And like, I mean, like, if we were doing live ad reads, I'd, I'd feel more comfortable. But uh, I don't know. Curtis and I talked about it when all of this started and it was like, well, maybe we'll, we'll pursue other things for advertising because that's a type of Patreon. If you want us to instead just read something for your business, oh, yeah, you can be sure. a direct patron by uh, also advertising for your business. Yeah. We had that tier kind of on, on like when it, when we, when we started and nobody really bit other than Andy. Uh, Andy did it at, at the tier to 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 be on your own episode, like to right, or yeah. to like to have a call nice. with us or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think he's still got a couple of those sitting in the bank that he's that he wants to use. But right on. I 
uh, yeah, because he supported us in that tier for a really long time. Um, but uh, uh, but nobody really nobody really bit on that stuff. But if you do have something that you want to advertise to our to our modest audience of a, of a couple thousand listeners, then uh, by all means, <laughs> you let can, us know. You, can you let have us know. our email. Uh, Thunderquacknetwork at gmail dot com. That's the email. So. I, yeah, but, but Libsyn was expensive and it wasn't really, it wasn't really my choice to go with Libsyn. We were with a, a long time ago, before we started Quiver, we were with a a company called Podango. Um, and then Podango went out of business. I wonder why their name is so great. I, they went out of business and when they did, they sold all their clients to, or, well, I, I guess, I mean, either way, it's the same thing. Uh, Libsyn bought all of their clients. Um, and, uh, uh, so we got like automatically ported over there and, uh, and this is stuff that I had forgotten cause we've been doing this for so long. And it wasn't until I had to start the migration process for the second time in one year that I was like, this all seems really familiar. That's right. We had to do this in like, I think in like 2009 or 2010. Um, okay. but I, I, yeah, so now we're we're moving over to 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 a service called Pinecast that I actually I'm I'm really happy with so far. Um they haven't pulled the rug out from underneath me just yet. So uh but one cool thing about Pinecast is that uh A it's it's I did a lot of shopping around this time cuz I don't want to move again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can I just I do it's a time to shout out to Mike for doing all of the grunt work on this podcast so thank yeah. you Mike for um, doing this share your knowledge not just this podcast but I mean like the administrative the, stuff yeah. for all of the podcasts yeah. on the network um but uh, I it, yeah it's it's significantly cheaper than Libsyn um although although if anybody out there is does have a podcast on Libsyn I'm going to let you in on a little secret they prorate all of their their subscription fees so what that means is that if you start subscribe if you if you start paying for it in the middle of the month you only have to pay from the 15th to the 30th right so you pay half so if it's seven dollars you're only paying 350 um you can increase and decrease your 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 plan as much as you want whenever you want and so what we would do is rather than just set it at 40 dollars a month which is about how much space we would need every month for the podcast. We would increase it and decrease it as we needed it. And what that would mean is that we would pay less than the $40 like by the end of the month. So we saved a lot of money doing that, but it was a lot of, it was a lot of, uh, uh, labor. It was, it was a lot of time lost on having to go in and do that, having uploaded an episode and then it going, Hey, you're actually out of space. And then going, shoot, I got to increase the, the quota and then re-upload it. Um, do you want to know why there's why you're in charge? Well, aside from all the obvious reasons why you're in charge of this yeah. stuff is like the monitoring of what you do monthly. I literally spent Friday night dealing with finances. I called a credit card company at like two o'clock in the morning. They were open. It was awesome. Credit <laughs> cards are a business. Apparently, they'll help you any time of day. Yeah. But also, Amazon has been charging me for Amazon Prime for the States and Canada every month for the last year and a half and i did not know so <laughs> it takes a certain amount of i okay. remember one one month you like charged me with like checking on libsyn and it was like this huge responsibility that i yeah. had to like make sure that it was good um sorry 
I, but uh, I mean, like all you, you say all of that, but then, um, this is more so out of just like a lack of time to, to sort the problem out. When we started on Patreon, the upload limit, I think was like a hundred megabytes or something like that. And a hundred megabytes for a podcast is not enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we got a subscription to SoundCloud, which is, I think is like $16 a month Canadian. Um, so that we could upload the longer episodes uh, there, because it was for the it was for the the um, the roundtables, right? Which right, were usually right, about two yeah. hours. So we would upload them to, to to SoundCloud and then link them, like upload them as private files on SoundCloud and then link them on Patreon. So we have like I don't know, there's probably around fifteen or sixteen uh, of those legacy episodes that are sitting on SoundCloud. Um, since we did that patreon has upped it to 250 megabytes it can handle almost any episode that we do um certainly all of those older ones can now go on on directly on patreon and i can replace those uh anytime uh we are still paying that 16 dollars a month every month because i just haven't been able to like go in and download those 16 episodes and 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 uh and move them over um and it's like it's one of those things that's been on my list for probably about two years now that doesn't get done so so as, as much as as i i yeah i mean like it, it's one of those things where every month when i get charged that 16 dollars like i get mad at myself i'm like there's another 16 dollars <laughs> that we didn't need to spend um but but that's okay it's uh it i mean soundcloud's a good service they 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 deserve to be paid for what what they do, but we don't need to be using it anymore. But in any case, once I get everything sorted out, which I, I've sort of set a deadline for myself for the end of the month, for the end of October, at least to get everything off of Spreaker for sure, before they start doing crazy stuff. And we're almost done with them. Um, but to get everything off of Libsyn as well, it will be will be. Uh, uh, paying. I mean, like I've told you guys, it's Pinecast. You can look at the pricing yourself. The most that you pay on Pinecast is $55 US a month. Um, and that that was like one show on Libsyn. <laughs> Especially like, like it, when you think about like um, Rebel Cells when we were running at full capacity, when Resistance, at, we were doing Resistance and... Um, uh, forces of destiny at the same time, both on the same feed. Uh, I, we were, we were probably paying like 60 a month just for that one show. I, uh, I, and so, yeah, I mean like it's it, running a podcast network is, is actually, it's probably a lot like having multiple kids. Cause there's a lot of people out there who have one podcast. So I have to deal with this stuff for one show and it's enough work for one show. But to deal with a network where, like, I got to coordinate with with uh, Ryan and Chloe and get them uh, I sorted out, and uh, with all the Riverdale stuff. Thankfully, we get this reprieve of like I don't know when that show comes back. <laughs> I don't think it's coming back anytime <laughs> right. soon. Yeah, so like fair. we're not, like, but but they're in the process. I've got uh, Tim, Kyle, and Paul with Saga Continues, where like they have. I, I felt so bad. Tim was almost done moving everything over to Spreaker. He had like 10 episodes left of like a hundred and something episodes. Uh, and, uh, and he's got to do it all over again with Pinecast. Oh no. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of is what it is, but I have, okay. I have, I, I started counting it. I think I, I think I did. 
I got pretty far with it where we have like 170 episodes of Quiver, uh, 200 and some odd episodes of Rebel Cells, 138 of Frontlines. So what's the math on that? So let's say, let's say 200 for Rebel Cells. So 200, so 338 plus 170. Uh, 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 do that math for me. <laughs> Was that like 500 uh, yeah, episodes? Okay, sure. We're at like yes. 500 episodes. And then on top of that, there's also Pullbox Podcast, which is 73 episodes long. And then we had like 30 something episodes of uh, Cartoon Afternoon to add on top of that. So that's another 100. So like 600. Uh, and then th- Thunderquack's already done. Frontlines, uh, sorry, uh, Faster, More Intense is already done because there weren't that many. So, and this they is were the, the weirdest ones that were... podcast we've ever done, Mike. We're doing a podcast about yeah, our podcast. About our podcast. But the thing is, is that like, it, it, um, and I've always said, I've said from the beginning because w- this isn't, it's not our money. It's the patrons' money, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> if they're curious where their money's going, <laughs> this, this is, is where your it's going. Quarterly check-in. Of yeah, this is this is this is your annual. I <laughs> usually I actually, uh, when we first started on Patreon, every January I would do like an annual thing. But um, well, this is it. The first it's couple just, years, it's just, it's just way up. way late. Yeah. Um, so this is your your check-in. See how we're doing. Yeah, yeah. But but it's awesome. So so. We'll have all that revenue from Spreaker, which is just kind of from nowhere. We haven't been spending much on Libsyn because we've just been paying the $7 a month until we get the shows off of there. So we're giving them, like, uh, which is, like, the minimum, right? I, I, man, I don't even know how many shows are over there. So, like, pro- probably, like, somewhere around $50 a month. Um, so we won't be paying them that anymore soon, and we'll be on Pinecast. We'll be giving them 50 bucks a month. Uh, and and with the the revenue that comes in, we're at almost two hundred dollars a month on Patreon. Um, we'll be we'll be in a good spot when this is all said and done. Um, and 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 we 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 have money in the bank right now, which is the a first for Thunderquack because for a long time I've talked about it like we were like a zero sum sort of thing. Like it was like it was like right on the line every month. Um, and, and I was always happy with that, but, but what this means is it, we're still, what I said in January when we talked about moving to Spreaker is still true. We, we are now at a point where we can afford to, to invest in equipment or, um, I'll, I'll tell you guys, one of the things that I've already done is that, is that I, uh, I, uh, contracted a composer, Christy Carew to do, new theme music for um for all of our star wars podcasts because she she did the theme for uh for uh what the force podcast which is one of my favorite star wars podcasts and i love their opening music and she actually sent me the first draft of the faster more intense theme which will be debuting when we start our mandalorian season two uh uh recaps right when when that drops in november well do i get to sign up for one of those yeah yeah for sure yeah um and uh, I, she sent me the first draft of, of, of the Faster, More Intense theme. And, I mean, like, incredible. Incredible. And she's so talented. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But you are going to have to wait to hear it. Um, I, can I just say one of my favorite things about, like, people recognizing how economies work in that, like, by people being patrons of our c- creativity, 
yeah. we get to be patrons of other people's creativity yeah, and like totally. foster that sort of circle. And I just think that that's really cool. And that's it, how, it, it, like it, how it, it works. It felt right? really good to connect with Christy and just say like, like to say to her, like, hey, I really love what you did for What the Force. It's it's awesome. I would love for you to do that for us. Like, I and is then, she a Canadian composer or is she from others? She's places? actually from North Vancouver. <gasps> what, dude? Yeah. You have no idea how hard it is to find female composers from BC. Yeah, what? she's from North Vancouver. She lives in in LA now. I think. Um, I, I, I I'm pretty sure she's in California, but I I. But she has like Canadian citizenship. Yeah, but she, uh, yeah, I mean, I she's so. she's from Canada, so, um, oh. yeah, I, we we talked about that a little while ago. Actually, she'll be on 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 faster, more intense. Nice. Um, uh, probably, I, like, I'm hoping that I can get her on like the week before, uh, uh, we start the Mando stuff, so that we can actually like talk about the music and the process of, of like how oh. she composed it, and that'll be kind of be the way that they, they that we debut that. But uh, we were like it just randomly through through social media somebody another a mutual friend of ours on twitter said something about vancouver and i was like oh cool i'm from vancouver uh, mm-hmm. and then she's like i'm also from vancouver and it's oh, like no way. nice it was very cool because we'd been uh, like she was already working on the music at that point and, and then we find out like it's the small galaxy right i i so that is um but yeah i no i mean like it is it's difficult to to find uh, female composers in the industry to begin with. I, I, it's one of the it's one of the points for Canadian content. Yeah. You have to have yeah. Canadian composers. So it was it was awesome to like like when when I started listening to What the Force heard her work and then like she gets uh, like they they shouted out at the end of every episode right as part of the credits of the episode and uh, and I was like well I'm gonna look her up and 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 see if she'll do some stuff for us. And uh, actually, it's Spreaker's fault. I'll get. I'll, yeah. I'll give them credit on this. A little while ago, they had, they had sent out a thing that was like, you can't have any copyrighted content on your podcast. And I was like, well, we have all sorts of copyrighted content on our <laughs> podcast because the Star Wars ones, like it's 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 like the Lucasfilm and Disney look the other way, right? Like they they because you're creating fan content, they go like, oh, whatever. It's fan can, content. It's yeah. like the purpose of it is to drive people towards their content. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So the so like the quote unquote money that they would be losing from us using music that is technically that technically belongs to them is is made up for in spades by the by the goodwill that that's generated just off of fans talking about the product. Right. It's it's not worth it for them to come after anybody. Right. But I understand from Spreaker's point of view, you're monetizing the like content Spreaker gets into tricky territory because they're the ones with the contract with the advertisers. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so I was like, okay, well let's get away from using the copyrighted music. And I had also started listening to all these other star Wars podcasts, sort of the, the first half of the year. Right. You can hear all about this stuff on faster, more intense talk about me finding this whole community and whatever. But, um, it was also sort of like like I started listening to What the Force, and I was like, well, they have their own theme, and I would like as much as I love the music that we choose to use for the sh- for the three shows that we have. It would also be awesome to have our own Star Wars themes, right? Like our own recognizable, like like I can this this is a testament to Christy and how how great of a composer she is. Is like I could hum the the 
what the force theme and like every time i listen to the podcast like it's it's like in my head for like half a day um and then she she's composed this one for us for faster more intense and it's like i'm not as familiar with it yet because i've only listened to it a couple times but but i know that like it'll get it'll get there for our listeners whereas like this 30 seconds of of music is gonna be um like that's like our brand right and that that was that idea was really exciting to me. So to be able to go to her and, and, and contract her to, to compose some music for us, we wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for Patreon supporters. And that's, it's uh, it's exactly what you said of like, they're supporting our creativity and our, like that money can then go to support another creative. And it, we get to have the feather in our cap of um, supporting a female composer, which is a big deal especially yeah. when it turns yeah. out she's a Canadian. So it's like, I, uh, it's a, uh, it's kind of good all around. Um, and, I, uh, uh, and then on top of it, she's incredibly talented and the music is so good. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I really want to share it, but it's like in, in process, like it's, it's totally not a finished piece. Like she, she sort of sent me like the sketch of it to, mm-hmm. to be like, like, is this what you were thinking? Because we right. kind of yeah, discussed. Yeah. Yeah. We discussed, like, three separate tones for the three different shows. For Faster, More Intense, Rebel Cells, and Saga Continues. Nice. So um, so it was like, okay, like these are what these three are going to sound like sort of thing. Cool. Very exciting. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's so good. Like, like it's, nice. it, it, it's good enough to put on an episode now, but I know that what the finished finished product is going to be is going to be so much better. So I don't want to like, I don't want to ruin it for everybody else. I want everybody else to hear like the totally finished mixed polished version of it. But I listened to it and I let Crystal listen to it. Cause I was so excited. I was like, listen to this, listen. And she was like, that sounds like actual star Wars music. And I was like, yeah, Christy is super good. Um, but she's like a, she's a huge star Wars fan as well. So cool. like she's a, john john williams aficionado so um yeah uh yeah it's really exciting all of that circle back around to pinecast one of the reasons why i really like going with pinecast is that uh, i i don't remember what the number is but a but a portion of what we pay them every month goes to uh i and i can't remember the 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 fund or whatever but it goes to like a there's they're called pinecast because it goes to like a like an eco-friendly foundation that's like planting trees or something like that so it's like it it also does a positive thing so your guys's money is going through to this positive thing so it's uh yeah all all this it's all good stuff and by the end of the year Everything will be cool. Everything will be be moved to where it needs to be, and uh, and we can go into twenty twenty one fresh, and uh, and just focusing on the content instead of me having to focus on all this. If I could put the time that I'm putting into this migration into building new websites or content or you know whatever, uh, man, we could produce so much stuff. Or I could just you know have some free time again, but uh, that's okay. It's uh, it's October. I don't have free time in October because I'm also doing Inktober. So I could uh, hear you. Oh, that's what I was gonna bring up on the I think on the post show or the pre show, whatever we call it. 
I could hear you drawing and I was going to bring it up. And that was, remember, I was like, there was something else I was going to talk about. And that was what it was. I was going to bring up your sketching because I could hear you sketching as you were going. And I like, I thought it was a opportunity for you to talk about your sketching. I have to, I have like, I'm talking about, I have to manage my time very efficiently right now. So I was just basically like wireframing out. Uh, I'm like on my sketches, like my pencil sketches for these, I'm like a week ahead. Um, nice. Which is really nice because I'm not usually this. I don't usually have it quite this together, but with two kids, I have to. And is this your own prompts? Like you're doing the Star Wars prompts that you like talked yeah. about, but you're doing. Yeah. Like, so we we talked awesome. about that last week on the yeah. on the uncut episode. So some of the audience probably didn't hear it. But but yeah, I mean, like I was I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to still do a drawing challenge and I'm still hashtagging Inktober um, on on the post. Um, cause that is what I'm doing, but instead of using the official Inktober prompts, I'm doing all star Wars stuff. Um, and, uh, and today was, it was a perfect, uh, I, 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 case study. I don't know. Like, I, I, uh, it is, is absolutely validating my thoughts of like, when I draw Raylo stuff, I get way more attention than if I draw Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Um, and so today I drew Ray with her lightsaber and and posted it. And I put the Raylo hashtag in it, and it's gotten way more attention than anything else I've done in the other four days of Inktober. What false advertising? There was only Ray in the Raylo. I I well, you don't know what she's thinking about. She's Fine. meditating. That's fair. I did watch the last uh, Jedi yeah. yesterday because I just needed something to do in the morning and it made me feel good <laughs> and then because so, I, I yeah oh i feel like it's because literally last week you talked about raylo i started following raylo on instagram yeah. and then my brain was thinking about raylo all week that's how that worked hey supplemental advertising and then i watched the last jedi because it was nice to watch it i did i watched it while i did a crossword and thought about how nice it is to not have children basically and just that like that like that is how i i basically spent the entire weekend doing crosswords and then i watched the last jedi and i'm kind of like i it was a thing i had a, i was hanging out with a friend this is a quality podcast just for everybody this this week's episode um but on saturday night i hung out with a friend and we were talking and i was like oh do whatever brings you joy and it was there was like this sad moment where she was like i don't know I feel like I do things because I think they should bring me joy. And I'm like, okay, that's, <sighs> that's interesting. That's rough. Yeah, but because for me, I'm like, I do that every day. I just do stuff that brings me joy. And I mean, granted, I don't do much, but it was a genuinely awesome weekend to say. Anyways, you can continue talking about your Raylo hashtags in Inktober, but I just thought no, that, that was No, that was the end of it. You. It's just it's just yeah. if I if I hashtag if I draw Ray or or Ben yeah. Solo and I hashtag Raylo, it gets way more attention. Yeah, all the love. But yeah. but as I said before, I I Finpo is the one that really gets people going. Nice. I, yeah. I, if, if I look at 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 the insights on my um on my Instagram account, uh, it's still uh, number one is the is the one of of Ben and Ray uh, in their like Hoth type outfits. Where I've got, I drew, I drew Ben Solo, the redeemed Kylo Ren, uh, in, I, I like a thermal outfit that is that is, it's Leia's outfit, but 
on a man from from Empire Strikes Back, right? Like with the like with the puffy vest. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I just drew that on him on his very <laughs> tall, wide body. Uh, and uh, and I think that I I think that I struck a chord. I think that I that I hit on something that people like. Is this um, on your? Is this your? Is this on your? Um, arc. Archangel Wolf? Archangel Wolf. Yeah, A R K A N G E L W U L. I'm trying to scroll through this. Was it a while ago that you posted uh, this? Oh, yeah, it was back in July, July 20th. Um, hey, you do a lot of art. Look at all this art. I've been drawing a lot lately, but it's what this is what we what I said last week on the Uncut is that like I started drawing this Raylo stuff because I was I was I was frustrated with Rise of Skywalker, right? And and right. wanted I needed closure on that story that the movie didn't give me. So I started creating my own content, which is where fanfic comes from. Right. Uh, in a lot of instances. Um, so I started doing this and then I, uh, and, and it like blew up. Like all of a sudden I started getting way more likes than, than I normally would. So I kept going with it. And it was like that, it was that Finpo one that really did it. Like, that one's got a lot of attention. Um, which for people who don't know, Finn Poe is Finn and Poe okay, Dameron. For people who don't know, you should probably stop listening to the podcast right now because who... Yeah, that's fair. Who even... What even... Also, though, Poe... So let's just talk about The Last Jedi for a moment and then we can yeah. talk about actually... Yeah. Well, I have I have things I actually want to talk about on the podcast. But just yeah. for like one moment, Poe is the worst and I almost use the F word right there. Like, that... He basically, how does Holdo not just shoot him in the face during that movie? Where you're like, this is the reason why she didn't tell people her plan is because somebody leaked it and then compromised the mission. Like, holy hell, dude. You're the reason that, oh my gosh. And it just, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, you know what? I mean, because, you know, for the first, like, five minutes of that movie, yeah. he's the best part of it. But then he quickly becomes not the best part of it. And but, the best part of but... it becomes Ben solos as chest. we've as we've talked about previously i think he's also the only reason that any of them make it as far as they do so as much as not following leia's orders was uh this is uh, poe is han right like poe is han via a different route and especially since the rise of skywalker and they make him a former spice runner he is very much han solo <laughs> Um, only like Leia tries to reform him as a mother instead of as a, a romantic partner. So uh, yeah, I, uh, and she does a much better job. I, but like you have to, you really have to think of it that way that like Poe is, Poe is the same. If you, if you like Han in the movie solo, then you, you kind of also have to like Poe Dameron cause they're the same guy. Just a sort of yeah, different in different you circumstances. Like, you have to like Han in Solo. Yeah, you don't like Han in I'm, the movie Solo. Well, you I, I, you have to like him because he's Han Solo, but like. Yeah, but but so here's the thing: is that is that they they Poe just needs to distract them long enough for to to finish the evacuation so that they can take off, right? I'm not arguing that he didn't do a really good job in the beginning of the movie. It's the rest of the movie that he's a terrible. But, but this individual. is the thing: is that is that it's not you like. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm not I don't this is gonna sound like I'm attacking you I'm not this is this is but this is kind of where we're at I think a lot of us mentally and where cancel culture kind of comes out of is that we're all so so quick to throw the baby out with the bathwater we don't look at circumstance we don't look at a sequence of events we look at the one thing that somebody did wrong and we decide that that now they're going to be written off right i'm not saying that that's what you're doing but i'm saying that like it like that's it that's very close to 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 the mentality because when you look at it and you look at the sequence of events it's a lot of really bad circumstances all happening really really close to each other that everybody is just reacting to none of them are making solid choices holdo is also awful she's a terrible commander in 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 the last Jedi, I don't know about like before that. Obviously, if she's an admiral uh, or is she admiral or vice yeah, admiral, admiral Holdo, but oh, vice admiral Holdo. I think she's introduced as vice admiral, but yeah. in any case, I think I think she was vice admiral and got promoted to admiral because everybody got blown up at the beginning of the movie. So when she takes over, she's admiral. But in any case, she obviously has a very good career up until that point. But they are in a dire circumstance with no good way out. Um, and she she sees Poe as the reason why her bombers have been destroyed, right? But Because he was the reason that her bombers were destroyed. Well, okay, yes and no. He pressed an attack, but it wasn't it wasn't that the TIE fighters cut them to shreds. It was it was totally circumstantial and it was totally a fluke. It was the force, right? Because I, if you go back to, I mean, like I can play it in my head. The 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 Tie Fighter gets the destroyed. The tie. Yeah, that, it that, smashes yeah. into one of the the bombers just after they armed all of the the warheads, yeah. and that sets off a chain reaction because these bombers are all flying too close to one another. So there were problems with the plan. But they were problems that like were hard to foresee because it was this accident that sets off a chain reaction that leaves us with one bomber, right? But all of that is irrelevant because if they didn't take out the Dreadnought, they had no idea that the First Order had hyperspace tracking, but the Dreadnought would have come out of hyperspace, armed its cannons, and blown the Radis to smithereens right then and there. And it would have been done. Like, the resistance would have been done. It would have been over. The like movie finished. So Poe trusts his gut and presses the attack to the point where he switches off the comm and, and completely... Like, I mean, under normal circumstances, he should have been court-martialed. But Leia doesn't do that. She doesn't, she doesn't push it that far because she knows... She also kind of knows... Not that Poe is right, but that like Poe is trusting his instincts, and that's what makes him a good pilot. It's what makes him a good commander. But it, but that's not who she needs him to be anymore, right? Like she knows that her time is coming to a close, and she has she's doing succession planning, and she's upset with him in that moment because she needs to teach him a lesson of I'm going to demote you for like the next two weeks, right? <laughs> And then we're going to have a conversation. You're going to have learned from this, this, and like, like you, it'll have humbled you a little bit. Uh, Like she probably would have put him through some other stuff because they think when they're on the other side of that and she demotes him, she thinks they're in the clear. We made it. We escaped. Yeah. Right. Now we just got to find a new base. And when we find a new base, I'm going to make you 
clean the bathrooms for a week <laughs> and then you can be commander poe dameron again right like um but but she gets incapacitated and that leaves poe in this weird limbo of like well my commanding officer is now for all intents and purposes dead and here comes this other person who's taking over who doesn't know anything about me other than what has just happened right and thinks that she knows me so she makes a bunch of snap judgments about him he makes a bunch of uh, snap judgments about her. He also has a problem with women in authority, which I mean, like metatextual, if you read the other stuff, stems back to his relationship with his mom, uh, as it, as it always does. Uh, or, and, and so like Leia knew how to handle it. Holdo didn't. And, and so Poe, he reacts to a lot of stuff, but she also, she also pushed his buttons and and also like didn't trust she holdo came to the realization near the end that uh, like why leia keeps this guy around right and 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 it was the mutiny that did it like she like in the mutiny she goes like mm, all right okay i get it i see it i see what leia sees in this guy and what she says to leia is like i like him right um but I mean, Poe does have growing up to do. He does. He did. He did have a lot of maturing to do, and he does have some, some, some reconciling to do with with uh, uh, women in his life, and particularly women in authority. And and I can relate to that, and it's one of the reasons why I love him so much as a character. I. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, so it, he makes some bad choices, but Poe is not awful. Poe is a little bit dumb at times in that movie. And then he's left in this place of like, he is, he is the leader of the resistance at the end of the last Jedi. And then we get to the rise of Skywalker and it turns out that JJ Abrams and Chris Terrio didn't watch the last Jedi. They've just never <laughs> seen the movie. They just, they just never watched it because he's right back to being the character that he was at the end of the force awakens. So, um, like he learned, he, he only by virtue of yes. the bad writing in, in Rise of Skywalker does he become uh, a character who doesn't learn anything in The Last Jedi. And it's very frustrating for someone who was as bought into that character's journey as I was, obviously. But everybody was well. dealt with that way because uh, like Ben and Finn and Ray and then Rose is just written out of the story entirely. Yeah. There's like, a lot. There's so many, so many. Issues. Lando goes from being a character who shows up in Empire to being a general and leading the, the Death Star attack in Return of the Jedi. Rose goes to um, being Leia's babysitter and having to look at some schematics. Mm-hmm. Not really doing anything. It's a bummer. It, it's very upsetting. The Rise of Skywalker is full of problems. Yes. Anyways. But that's not even what I want to talk about on this podcast. What I was you just want to talk regaling about? regaling you with the things. I Okay, so we should talk about Enola Holmes, but maybe we can just talk about yeah. that later. Because what I actually want to talk about is Shit's Creek right now. Have you have you finished watching or have you started watching the show at all? I'm just like oh yeah know, no we like, finished Shit's Creek you, forever you, ago. Oh and I like just haven't okay so I just I'm I'm on season four. We so here's it I understand this because you you are watching it on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So you waited until so we're in Canada. We're Canadians. Yes. It's a CBC program. You don't have to pay to watch Shit's Creek <laughs> or Kim's Convenience. Yes. They're on CBC Gem, which is an app. 
I mean, like you have the CBC, you could have been able, yeah, yeah. To, you should have been able to record them, but yeah, yeah, but or they're probably on demand as well through Telus yeah. or whatever. But I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it, even if you don't have cable, if you you can just download the CBC Gem app, which is what we did. Yeah, um, my tax and, dollars hard at work. I love. Yeah, it. exactly. I no, I mean, like it. Look. I've been hard on the CBC in, in past years because I felt that I feel like the CRTC and, and some of the, the regulations hinder our productions. Um, they are also the only thing that allows Canadian productions to exist. Yeah. So um, it's, 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 it's more to do with the bureaucracy yeah. than with the, than with like the actual, like the, the spirit of it I am behind. Like, I think that we should yeah. definitely promote Canadian content oh i think that we just like we they we don't kinda, actually promote it they yeah. just make it and that's yeah. the core difference i think right and there, there tends to be a they there have been some great canadian productions in the last 15 years but nobody sees them because they just kind of didn't go anywhere um yeah. but somehow not somehow i mean schitt's creek is one of the best comedy television shows of all time proven okay. by the fact that it swept the emmys just, but, right Here's my problem with it. Yeah. I had tried to watch it for okay. so many years yeah. and I just couldn't because I was like, who are these terrible people? <laughs> the show, I have a problem with Eugene Levy, like majority of the time. Like I get that he's a Canadian icon, but also he like just something about him rubs me the wrong way. The character, like I wasn't into any of the characters. It, I wasn't finding it funny. It took me years. And then they won the Emmys and my my phone kept being like, here are cute moments from Shit's Creek. Maybe you want to watch these like little moments. And I started yeah. like watching these little bits and pieces. And then what I found was I figured out who like the love stories were. And then I started shipping really hard. And <laughs> then I started being like, well, I'll just get to the point where David meets um, I do. Can I like? Is it spoilers to talk about who? And anyway, I won't. I won't say. David meets his guy, right? No, and it's I not spoilers. That not... They've been together for like two, like three of the seasons. Like it's no. Yeah, but it it doesn't happen until season three. So, but here's the thing: the reason I kept watching is because I knew that eventually David was going to meet Patrick, and yeah. like I just knew that there was somebody coming who looked really like like I was like this seems like a cute relationship and I'm here for it but I was every episode I was watching I was like waiting I was like well what's gonna happen like and so that though made me start like falling following these characters and Alexis who like basically what had happened is I watched a like their first meetings like, like little clip of like um David and Patrick and then Alexis and Ted and then when Alexis and Ted first get together, you're like, what? Why do I care at all about this relationship? At all. And it's just kind of funny. And that's the same actor. Like, Ted is the same actor that plays the giant idiot, I think, in a Holistic Detective Agency, Dirk Gently. Like, I'm pretty sure he's the, like, dude with the machine gun. Anyways, I feel like... I've not similar. watched Dirk <gasps> Gently. So. You haven't watched We've Dirk Gently? We've talked about this. We've talked oh, about devastating. this before. Devastating. Um, anyways, I, it was very like, and anyways, 
now watching where I was like waiting and watching for, I kept hearing on the internet that it was a big deal and that Dan Levy is like changing the face of television and I'm excited for this relationship and I'll watch it. And what happened in the background is that I started caring about Alexis and her feelings and she became a real person. And the show then started getting really funny and really sweet. And I think I cried in one of the recent episodes and I'm just like so here for it. And I love these characters. And somebody posted on their, on their Facebook the other day, like, uh, does Shit's Creek get any better? Because right now I hate these characters and everything. And I just, like, got so passionate where I was like, yes, it gets better. Stick with the show. And I haven't even finished it yet. And I just, like, the relationship between Patrick and, and um, David is so cute. Like, it's so cute. And you're just like, this is just, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> what to say about it aside from the fact that like people should give it a shot but also that you don't have to like there are parts that I just don't watch I kind of fast forward through them because sometimes I just can't stand it when people are being cringy and there's a few like I quite like Moira and Johnny are great but there's a lot of scenes that I can't watch where I'm like this this narrative arc that they're putting you on in this episode is so awkward and I just don't want to pay attention to it but anyways that's what I just so basically I had to apologize because I know that you told me to watch the Comey Rule. Yeah. And I, instead of doing that, I stayed up way too late last night watching Shit's Creek. Like, I stayed up so late, and then I went to bed, and then I was falling asleep, and I was like, is it worth it for me to watch another hour of this show and feel gross tomorrow? And I chose yes. And then I woke up this morning being like, it's okay. I have an hour over lunch in which I can watch the Comey Rule and be a good podcaster to, to Mike. And instead, stuff exploded at work and I had a terrible day. And then I just wanted to watch more Shit's Creek at the end of the day. And I was like, that's it. I just, why would I do work for this podcast when I could watch something I love for this podcast? And I just I, got okay. so excited. But the, Okay, but this is, this is the thing. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm glad that you're watching Shit's Creek. You're so late to the party. Like the part, the party ended, and it's just like there's one streamer hanging from the ceiling, and and just confetti all over the floor, yep. and one guy sweeping up, and you have walked in, and you're just, you're just walking around, and and like literally what you've just described is like you're not eating any one thing. You're just eating little pieces off of all of the plates that are sitting around, and you're like this. This probably was a really nice party. Um, and it was. It was fantastic. It was great. Uh, I'm it's still a, living it. It's no. an awesome show. And anybody who hasn't seen it yet is dumb and should feel bad about themselves. <laughs> I, I, no, it's, a, yes, the characters are a little bit unlikable in the beginning. And sometimes, look, I, I have to grit my teeth and get through the Roland stuff because oh, I just God, hate I him just so much. I just hate him. Ugh, and I like Chris Elliott. So... I think that he's very funny, but that character, the the I think the thing with Roland that drove me nuts is that over the course of, it's five seasons, right? Six. six? I got six so seasons. excited. I thought it was only five, but it's six. So seasons. over the course I'm of the so six excited. seasons, everybody grows and learns and becomes a better person, except for Roland. He stays exactly the same. Crystal just started rewatching it. Uh, it's so funny because she probably like, started rewatching it when you started watching it <laughs> probably, for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, we're watching the first episode and Roland shows up and it was like, wow. I mean, like, I have to give Chris Elliott props for it's It's very difficult to keep a character that consistent over six years. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, like, if you think about any show any sitcom sort of show like that, like there's an evolution. I mean, like look at the office. 
Steve Carell goes from a very, very unlikable Michael Scott in the first, I think it's like the first six episodes. And then they, they pivot pretty quickly, but like by the end of that first season, he's not even close to the same character as he is in the first episode. Um, and, and, and not by virtue of like, he grew and learned things as they were like, no, no, we need to change this character because this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, not for American audiences. It's, it's if you're into the the British office, then you understand why he was the way that he was at the beginning. But, um, but yeah, I, I, but with Roland, yeah, he stays exactly the same. He doesn't learn anything. He doesn't become any better. And by the by the last episode, you're like, you are still Roland shit. Like you yeah. are still absolutely this character, um, and his name is absolutely on purpose <laughs> i uh didn't and, get uh, that until this very moment when you said it out loud and i was like ah, ha, 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 ha. oh i get it i yeah I get it. man Ugh, yeah he's that character is very difficult it's but, so upsetting. Yeah. but he is there as an obstacle right he's the conflict um and, and and for a lot of the series he he actually drives a lot of that conflict i i but um but it, like and and without that conflict you wouldn't have Johnny in particular wouldn't go on the journey that he does to become yeah. the character that he does right yeah. so um cuz by the end of it like uh, i don't i i'm hard pressed to think of a of a comedy that has a better ending than Shit's Creek to me because i want to don't ruin the ending i'm not going to i just i just it's it's very satisfying it's just very nice. satisfying I, and I'm getting that sense and I'm very excited. Like there's just little things that they've been doing throughout that I'm like, these people are making choices that make me like yeah. intrigued with them did, as did like, you, characters. Did you watch The Office? I did, yes. So like The Office should have ended with Pam and Jim's wedding. Probably, that, yeah. That should have been yeah. the end of the series. They should that should have been it. Like as far as I'm concerned, that is where it ends because everything from that point forward, they just start. That's when they start generating conflict, like contrived stories in order to, and then especially like once Michael Scott, like once Steve Carell leaves, it it's not worth. It's not watching the same. No, yeah. Um, there were some there were some nice moments afterwards, but for the most part, it was not worth it. Um, yeah, there were definitely two off ramps that they chose not to take, and they kept going to the point that they kind of make you hate Jim by the end of the series, which is yeah, awful. which is like how can awful. you do that to that character? Yeah, it's really upsetting. Um, it's a it's an interesting story to tell, but I don't know why they needed to do it with that character who was beloved and turn him into a villain. I yeah. uh, uh, anyways, I this does need to become a hit piece on the office, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like if, if you can kind of imagine where you were at when that episode happens in the office, that is like, that would have been a perfect place to just like leave these characters. Mm -hmm. Like, here's these two, the will they, won't they have these two characters that the, that the show kind of revolves around and we resolve that and everybody else is happy for them and everybody else has their stuff going on. And, and you know that like life goes on. It's not right, the yeah. end of the story. It's not like Arrow where it's like, well, let's just kill the guy and then the series can be done. <laughs> um, 
it's 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 like it, like you know that these characters are still out there doing their thing. That Parks and Rec did a really good job with the end of their series. Like, don't ruin that one for me either. I haven't seen the end of that either. Uh, well, just, I just to the point. All I want to say that is just to the point where like they could do like their COVID thing where they've come back and done. Like oh, they did, like, like a, life, right, they did like on. a video yes. call episode, right? Right, yeah, yeah. To be like, these characters are still out there. They're still living their lives. It's... That makes me excited to finish Parks and Rec so that I can watch that. Um, It's not a good example of what you're talking about because I get what you're talking about and I really want to finish Parks and Rec. But Veep also ends very well. Have you seen Veep? Did you? I haven't Veep? watched Veep. I could not. I, I had a really hard time getting into that one. But uh, I know that it's good. I'm aware that it's so cringy. It's so cringy. But the perfect, like the perfect part about it is that the last episode just ends so perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a perfect culmination of everything they worked to on the show. And I just think that that was really, I think one of the biggest things about that, like I, I I remember when the show was ending and people asked like, why are you ending? And, and Julia Louis Dreyfus was like, look, it just got, it, it just, when we started, we were making fun of this and then the world changed and now it's not a satire anymore. Now it's yeah. the news. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, they were like, there's no jokes left in this yeah. because, and, and to me, it's like, I think, I think, I think by the time that I went to get into it, I think that's kind of where we were at. And I was like, I don't need this. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's a I real, ba- it's this. a real bummer. It's a, yeah. there's like a, there's I would a say actually in Canada, in Canada, we were already there. Right. Cause, cause if you think about that time, that was when Harper was in charge, right? This is before Trudeau got elected. What? So, Oh yeah, I guess so. Hey, so we were, we were not certainly not in as bad a state as America, but we were in a similar situation of like, what is happening to our country? We need to do something about this. And thankfully we managed to you know get the campaigns for strategic voting out there and everybody got their acts together and we got rid of the conservative government let's hope that we can keep it that way because now they want to do all sorts now they really want to be america jr and it's oh it's so upsetting it's so upsetting um but uh yeah so i that's probably but there's like that's probably why i didn't get into it there's a character in veep that just never gets not terrible but they evolve how his terribleness affects everybody around him in ways that is super satisfying like he becomes is it, you're is kind it of tony like, hale's character i uh, no, tony i hale. actually i okay. like tony hale's character tony hale's character isn't annoying he's like you're kind of like oh this poor puppy dog he's he's get. the only one like he's the only actor that no it's Drake, his so the, the I, I mean, if people watch watch uh, Veep, you know Jonah. It's Jonah's character. Who, like, it's just a thing that he's a sort of irredeemable, just jerk, but also, like, an idiot. Like, who doesn't know what he's doing. And it just, he just gets more and more power as the show goes on and never is, like, he gets it because he is useless. And it's just, like, so cringy. To, it's just so well done. Like, they just, like, that character particularly is just such, anyways... I just, I highly recommend Veep if people are like, I mean, it, it is depressing because as you say, it's, it's hard to watch something that you're living, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus is great. And also I really love the girl. It's the girl from my girl, right? Who I love, um, Anna something, I forget what her last name is, but she's, um, 
one of the main characters and I love and I think she's so great like her characters she plays a character named Amy and it's, it's fabulous like it's just like the way that they treat women on the show is just so it's so interesting like all the women are treated so terribly by other women as well and it's just in an it's just an interesting deconstruction of like politics so yes so many awesome shows watch it's creek that was basically all I wanted to talk about today because I'm right in the, I don't know, Mike, one of the things I love so much about TV is just sometimes I just, I love it. And I get so ingrained in a story that it just makes my life happy. And that is like, I'm literally just like in the middle of a binge right now. Cause I was watching just like episodes of Schitt's Creek for the last couple weeks, like mm-hmm. here and there. And then it went full fledged yesterday where the afternoon I like went grocery shopping and then I came back and then I basically just watched like seven hours in a row like it was intense that must be nice it is i mean yes (laughs) there's a lot of things that i'm very pleased about my life just being able to do whatever i want to do that's good but you know you have love and children in your life so yeah no they're wonderful i'm living i'm living vicariously (laughs) through fake television characters like gay fake television characters (laughs) That love story is more interesting than like anything in my life. Ah, uh, well, I mean, like I think that 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 love story is more genuine than a lot of oh stuff yeah. on TV. So it's so cute. I just watched the episode where David dances and sings a song, and it's so cute. And I just love it so much. And they're just so cute. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, next week, I, okay, you have to watch the Comey Rule for next week. I, I am not going to be here next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, will, okay, so you have two weeks. I will, and I actually have started it. I have, again, best of intentions, road to hell and all that stuff. But, like, I put it on so that I can go and be, like, instead of having to search for it every time, I can go and be, like, continue watching. So it's, like, queued up and ready for me to watch. So as soon as I've finished watching all of Shit's Creek, I will watch the Comey Rule. Okay, you're going to like it. Uh, I know. It seems uh, interesting, like, from the first little yeah. bit. I know that I will. So thank um, you for that, Rick. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, I think that we'll have a lot of political stuff to talk about when you're back. Ugh, I don't want yeah, to. But so upsetting. Um, man, let's just really quickly before we end. Oh Trump... no, I was so pleased with us not having time. No, I just want I just want to say that that it's gonna be like a couple sentences. I we talked about Trump being garbage a couple weeks ago, I uh, and I uh, uh, all of that still holds true. But if, if you needed any more convincing, all you got to do is look at the videos of him from today, uh, having uh, left the hospital way sooner than he should, putting lots of people in danger, very clearly still being sick with COVID. Um, and I, you know, I really thought that he was faking. I thought that it was a load of, a load of uh, 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 rolling shit. Um, <laughs> but I uh, see it wasn't a swear because it's the last name, the yeah, S-C-H-I-T-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I love Canadian television for having different <laughs> rules about swearing than American television because Americans are having so much troubles with this. And I'm like, they say the F word continuously. This is a Canadian and it, broadcaster. And, <laughs> like, and on the CBC, it's not bleeped. Yeah. like it's And it would air at like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. It's because like, Canada is awesome. We're the Canada, best country. We're, it's really awesome in terms of like just rules of around ratings. And I just think yeah. that's really great because, you yeah. know, it's just words. Um, just words. 
Anyways. But yeah, I if you needed any more convincing, I hope that you don't need any more convincing. But if you did, um, yeah, I mean, like Trump's behavior over the last week, I uh, not it hasn't even been a week. It's like five days. I uh, with this with him getting COVID and giving it to everybody in the White House and a lot of people being very sick as a result of the carelessness and uh, callous nature of him and his administration. I uh, please, please, please vote for Joe Biden. Just do it. It's just, it's just, 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 just vote you know, for the guy. because a vote for Jim Biden is a vote for Canada because Jim Carrey played Joe Biden on SNL skit. So basically. Yeah. You're, it's basically, yeah. you're basically voting for a Canadian. There you go. <laughs> Wait, you does go. that help or does that make it worse? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, like, a, I think from a, a Canadian perspective, it sounds like a good thing. I think from an American perspective, they'd be like, oh, I don't want it. I want my guns. And it's like, Okay. I'm very excited for the day that Meghan Markle runs for president and the uh, the, the colonists take over again. So I, hey, I I have already said on Twitter that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk try talking to the Queen and see what we can do about getting. Let's get at least a couple of these states back into into the colonies, <laughs> back into the Commonwealth. I mean, that's fair. I don't that's want fair. all of America. There's a bunch of it that that they can keep, but like, let's just take the West Coast. We've been trying to take the West Coast forever. I honestly feel like, I've said this a million times, I honestly feel like British Columbia should just separate from Canada and and, uh, Washington, Oregon. Cascadia for life, man. We would would be the greatest country in the world. We would be the most powerful country in the world because we would own all of the movies and TV. And and Disneyland, the superior theme park. Mm -hmm. Also, like, I'm sorry for all the people at Disneyland that are losing their jobs. What a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's tough news. Corporate, corporate craziness, like, I hope the world gets some semblance of, anyways, stay safe, stay well. Yeah, well, hey, vote for Joe Biden, because if you want things to go back to normal faster, I'm not saying that he's going to fix it all overnight. Okay, I mean, have you heard that Joe Biden, a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for a cure for coronavirus, though? Like I, if I ever, can we start spreading that rule? That rule? No? <laughs> should we just? Are you saying like let's lie? Like let's do what they do? Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. I didn't lie. No, I said. Did you hear? I didn't say it. I said. Did you hear? Ah, I see. Yeah. Right. That's what people do on the internet. That's how fake yeah. news spreads. Yeah, that is how fake news spreads. I. Awesome. No on responsibility. No responsibility. On that note, uh, that's it. That's it. I'll be back next week for everybody on Patreon. I, I probably all by myself. I don't know. We'll see. I will maybe be I'll, eating turkey in a in a small town in Alberta. I'm very excited to go to a small town in Alberta. It's I don't know. It, there's just something like very rural about small Alberta towns. I mean, not small towns uh, in general. The, but. There's the rural <laughs> thing is that they're literally rural. That's <laughs> yeah, the yeah. rural thing. They have outdoor cats. I'm very excited. Oh, so- boy. <laughs> I have an outdoor cat. We just don't let him go outside. That's why he's so I mean, mad at everybody. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Right. Well, have a fun have a fun podcast next week. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. 
First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.